Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Scumbags! Let's rage! Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. Rage all you want. The Monday night meltdown has begun. Thanks to Paul Bovey for stepping up and in and kicking it with us. George Kurtz uh, will join the conversation. Sports Grid uh, Radio and TV, George uh, Kurtz. We have Rick Saratella stepping up and in a little bit later on from the NFL Draft uh, Bible. Uh, great stuff. Uh, Rick is actually going to be joining us on a weekly basis uh, moving forward. Paul Bovey might want to breathe post, um, post-Super post Bowl, yet uh, we don't. And in fact, uh, and in fact, these numbers intrigue me as far as the Super Bowl futures are concerned. And uh, listen, I'm not, I'm, I wouldn't play it now. You know, the numbers aren't going to change all that much uh, anyways over the next couple of months or at least for, for some teams. But there are a lot of quarterback changes uh, set to come. But what amazes me is, I'm not going to say the laziness of the odds maker, but they do this on a yearly basis, all right? It's always the same thing. So if you look at the top four teams right now for futures next year, and, and NFL, Super Bowl 56, Kansas City, your favorite at 5-1. to one. Tampa Bay, uh, plus 950, second choice. Buffalo's the third choice. Green Bay is, is also 11 to 1. So, in other words, they have what? The top four teams going to be the exact. St- how many times? It's never the same four teams, right? But every year, it's the same teams that are favored from whoever made it to the conference championship games. But does anyone really think it's going to be the exact same thing? It's going to be the exact same thing at Green Bay versus Tampa Bay and Buffalo versus Kansas City again, right? No, that's not going to happen. So, you know, although it's a year away, one year from now, we'll be sitting here, God willing, <laughs> we'll be sitting here talking and saying, man, you remember last year? Those guys were 48 to 1, right? And so it's it'll be it's amazing to me. You've got some good football teams with some pretty big numbers, right? Like the Tennessee Titans are a good team. They're 27 to 1. You know, that's a pretty big number for, for, for the Titans. Pittsburgh Steelers. Steelers were 11 to 0 guys at one point. Steelers, 30, 31 to 1. The team that intrigues me are the Indianapolis Colts. The Indianapolis Colts, who aren't getting, um, aren't getting as much uh, respect as I thought they would, as the Colts are 29 to 1. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Reese. 
It's not your wife. It's not your kids. It's not your neighbor. And it sure isn't your boss. Only we understand you. We are your friends. You're listening to The Winning Edge. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. All right, listen, I need some cash. What for? I just need it, that's all. Oh, no. Don't tell me. You're gambling again, aren't you? Oh, you weak, weak man. What? นายนายกแมทช์ลูกบาสเดอะเซสปอร์ตเรดไอแอมเรดซีสปอร์ตเรดเรดิโอเน็ตเวิร์คซีรีส์เอ็กซ์แอมชาแนลทูโอฟอร
Where's one? They, they drafted 21. Are they going to pray? What, Mac Jones falls to them? And then he could be a good quarterback right away? So they, they're in a lot of trouble if they don't trade for a quarterback. I agree with what you're saying on both counts. If you're the Bears, you're, you know, Nagy and Pace. All right. You know, don't forget, Pace actually traded up to get Trubisky. But if my job is on the line and I'm not, I'm not entrusting Carson Wentz, like why do they think Carson Wentz is their savior? And if you're Carson Wentz, it's not like Chicago. I mean, yeah, Chicago's defense is decent. They're better in Philadelphia, et cetera. But it's not like you're going into a great offensive situation if you're Carson Wentz. Like, you know, Carson Wentz on the Colts with Frank Reich, I can see. You know what I mean? Reich is that good. He won games with Phillip Rivers. I, you know, they won his, he was with them in Philadelphia. I can see that. But throwing Carson Wentz in Chicago, it seems to me, George, that it just ends poorly for everybody. The Carson Wentz will get killed. He won't be good. People in Chicago will be angry and hate him. And and Nagy and Pace will end up getting fired anyways in the end. Like, I don't, I don't see how Carson Wentz helps the Bears, bro. I agree. He, I don't want to say he's a project right now, but he's someone you have to work on. He, I don't think he's a guy who's ready to play next year or ready to uh, play and succeed right away next year, especially if uh, because of COVID, we're not going to have training camps again, mini camps. Is he going to be able to practice with this new team? And who's he got to play with there? Allen Robinson's a free agent. Is he coming back? Maybe yes, maybe no. We don't know that. Maybe they'll franchise him. Maybe they don't. So I agree with you. I, I don't. I think Chicago's a bad place for Wentz. But once again, I just think that uh, Pace, he, he's got to do something. He's got because he's done. He's going to be gone. If he doesn't do something, he's going to be gone. But uh, I think the fact that Philadelphia hasn't pulled this trigger already shows you that they're not getting the, the offers they want here. So maybe they're going to haggle for a little bit more. Uh, we'll see here. Uh, I have a tough time giving up a first-round pick for Wentz and taking on a contract that's going to have to be pretty big as well here. Uh, but Chicago, like I said, I just think they're a team that in some ways has nothing to lose here. The Colts, though, they have a team I find more interesting because I don't think Wentz is really the answer for them either because you, you want to win now. You're not worried about two, three years from yeah. now. But if you don't get Wentz, I keep I keep looking at it. If they don't get Wentz, Gabe, who are they getting here? It's interesting, I know. And Frank Reich is a quarterback guru, so I believe in him. Yeah, it's a good point. Listen, if the Colts got Wentz, I think they could win 10 games type thing. But Wentz can't take him to a Super Bowl. I don't think Wentz can take him to a Super Bowl. But you're exactly right. If you're the Colts, who's that guy? You're not getting Deshaun Watson from Houston if you're the Colts. You know what I'm saying? So, like, you've got to figure out exactly who's your guy. Do you go with a young guy? You know, how do you, how do you approach this? So, for the record, Adam Schefter is reporting that the, um, that the Houston Texans are not trading Deshaun Watson. That basically, like, they're saying it's not just sort of a negotiating ploy. They're not taking calls on Deshaun Watson. They don't want to trade Deshaun Watson. Now, they, and, and, you know... If, you, if you're Houston, I wouldn't be in a rush to do this either. If you have to do it, you have to do it. But, you know, you don't want to do this. If you're Houston, you want to try to salvage this somehow and, and repair this relationship. So, I, you know, if you're Houston, you're in no rush. I wouldn't be taking calls now either. There's still a lot of time before the draft, 76 days. Exactly. That's when the due date comes in. Right before the draft, because you know you want the first-round picks from the Jets or the Miami Dolphins, whoever you're going to deal with there. So there's no reason for them to do yeah. anything yet. Technically, nobody can trade right now anyway. Right? It's, exactly. Uh, the new little league year hasn't and even George, started that's yet. When people, mid-March. That's when people will get desperate and basically do something crazy. 
the day before the draft, right? All right, listen, let's just offer the Texans this and see what they say. And then things can change. Things can change. So I don't think Deshaun is on the market, but then suddenly, George, as you stated, there's not a ton of guys that you're like, all right, this guy's going to put us over the top. If Deshaun Watson truly wants out, he can, I don't know what he can do. What's he going to do? Not, not take their phone calls? You know, not answer the Zoom call here? Yeah, it but would George, be tough. George, it's one thing, isn't it, George, to, like, and no one likes losing money, but remember when Lev Bell, all right, Lev Bell lost some money, right? He lost like seven, eight million dollars. He signs a big deal after. Um, Melvin Gordon. Melvin Gordon lost, you know, he, he, he gambled on himself and he lost. But it's one thing to say, you know what, I'm not playing for seven or eight million. I'm not doing it. And it's another thing to say, yeah, yeah, I'm not showing up. So I'm not going to cash the $35 million you owe me. Deshaun won't hold out. It's too much money to hold out for, bro. I agree. And that's why if Houston, let's say Deshaun, just for, the, for argument's sake, he doesn't talk to Houston at all in the next couple of months. And they, they still, they're telling the truth now. They're not going to trade him. They let him go. They let the draft go, come and go. Well, then they call this bluff. Is he going to hold out of those mini camps? Maybe he does hold out of mini camps. I don't know how much you could get fined for that, but it's not an incredible amount. But training camp, they can crush it. Was it 10000 a day or the higher? It's 25000 a day? That's when it really becomes where the money's going to add up. So that's when really the, uh, the you know, we find out for sure. The late night anger management class. The Monday Night Meltdown will continue to hit the uh, the NFL quarterback situation. Some future odds get into the National Hockey League and more. Bring it. You're listening to the home of the winning edge. It's easy to get. Just keep it here. Get on the grid. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Don't think of us as a place to just hear sports talk. Think of us more as an all-you-can-listen buffet of live odds, lines, matchups, injury reports, and news you can use. We are the Sports Grid Radio Network. Nobody wants to hear the nonsensical ravings of a loudmouth malcontent. Well, too bad, because here we are. Bring it. Late night anger management class continues. This is Sports Rage. I am Gable Morensi. Shout out to our production uh, crew getting it done in Los Angeles uh, and uh, NYC. George Kurtz kicking us, uh, kicking it with us from Long Island, Sirius XM Channel 204, Sports Grid Radio uh, Network. So, you know, George, I was saying the same thing earlier, actually. I was uh, talking about the NFL futures. And Kansas City, your favorite of 5 to 1. Tampa plus 950. Buffalo 11 to 1. Green Bay 11 to 1. The Rams 13 to 1. Now with Matt Stafford. Ravens 14 to 1. Niners 14 to 1, Saints 16, Seattle 20, Cleveland 22, Tennessee 27, Dallas 28. We're 33 earlier in the day. But I think Indianapolis actually are getting a little bit disrespected. They are a very talented football team. They've got a lot of talent. They've got a great coaching staff. They've got young players. 
They've got a good defense. They've got all the ingredients, actually. So as far as their quarterback is concerned, well, it doesn't look like it's going to be Carson Wentz. It really does appear as though it's going to be the Bears who are pulling the trigger on that deal. Looking at uh, some of the quarterbacks uh, that are out there, if I'm the Indianapolis Colts, if I'm the Indianapolis Colts, Jameis Winston. Jameis Winston is out there. And, you know, he only signed a one-year deal with the Saints. And what about what about Ryan Fitzpatrick, if you were the Colts? Sort of as a last, all right, he's out there. We'll go with Ryan Fitzpatrick, put him on a good team, and see what happens here. Well, you know, how do you think it's going to play out uh, for the Colts? Ryan pretty much check every trade opportunity there is. Uh, they were in on uh, Detroit, all right? Uh, with Stafford, they did check in there. They weren't willing to give up two number ones. Uh, I can't see Sam Donald being the answer there. I mean, I just can't see it. So I don't think they're going to be interested in that. I think Winston is a guy we're going to hear with a lot, couple of teams here. I have to think, I mean, don't you have to think that New Orleans wants to keep him as well? I, I, there's no way. I, Drew Brees is going to retire. As soon as he restructured that contract over the weekend, that was him announcing he was going to retire. I really expect the announcement to come pretty shortly. I think the only reason why he didn't come over the weekend was because of the Super Bowl. So I think he's uh, almost certainly retiring here. There's no way Sean Payton wants to go with Taysom Hill full time. Uh, so I think, once again, assuming Winston's not angry for what happened, that he didn't play, that Hill, Hill got the starting job when Brees got hurt. I think he'd be in play there, so I guess he'll have some leverage to try and get a better contract. But I agree with you. If he does, if he's not in uh, New Orleans, then he does make sense here. Uh, I mean, Trubisky could be a free agent. I don't know how uh, they're going to go down that direction. Ugh. There's nothing great out there, and that's the problem. I'd There's nothing great out there, dude. At least Fitzpatrick can throw the ball for you, right? You try to limit his turnovers. He was four and three as a starter this year. That's the thing. People are critical about Tua, but Tua won games, right? Tua did win games, and everyone loves Fitzpatrick, and Fitzpatrick makes some crazy plays, and he's fun to watch, but he was just 4-3 and three as a starter this year with Miami. I'm looking at other quarterbacks here that might be available here. Tua's interesting, by the way, because uh, would you give up on, I mean, if, if, you, if it was a monster deal with Houston, are you giving up Tua and, I don't know, three number ones yes. and something else? Yeah, I think I Not am, too. Not the three number ones. But, uh, Not wow, the number uh, ones, but... And it's not against Tua, George, but it's basically if we can get Deshaun Watson, you know what I mean? It means it's not this. I'd be I'd tell Tua, listen, it's not an insult to you. You just got traded for one of the best quarterbacks in the league, so right, like it's not not an insult. Yet I, you know, Miami aren't interested in mortgaging their future for it. They think, hey, look, we're good anyways. Why are we going to do this? We're not going to save you because you've got a problem, and just because he wants to come here. Right? It seems, and I don't know, are the Jets, what are the Jets going to do with Sam Darnold? Cam Newton's going to be available. you got Jameis Winston, Cam Newton, um, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Mitch Trubisky. Carolina want to get rid of Teddy Bridgewater, it's ugly. but he costs Dalton? a lot of money. I mean, I mean, a lot of, I mean, you can't win. The problem is with the, for the Colts. Like I, said, I think they're a team that's ready to win now. I don't think they're as good as the Bills or as good as the Chiefs, but they're sort of that next level where, you know, it's a, it's not as best of seven like in uh, you know the other sports, baseball, football, hockey. It's one game, and there's a chance they could beat those teams in one game. But you, they need a quarterback, and none of these guys we're talking about. I, I, Fitzpatrick, yes, he's a caretaker. He's also 39 years of old, uh, not years of age, by the way. Uh, so he's not going to win that game. Dalton wasn't good young. with Dallas. <laughs> <sighs> I mean, 
the it's just tough to see going? here. My next question for you would be you this: that, If you're Houston, sorry, you're going to let's say you're going to trade yeah. Watson, and you want to build around. Do you want to build around Donald and the Jets? Assuming the, everything else is even here, but your choice is: Do you want Donald or do you want Tua? I would want Tua over Donald, but if I was the Jets. I would make this move. I would. Deshaun Watson is willing to go there, which is a miracle. Like, if you're the Jets, and like, the Jets are the team. No, no, I'm dead serious. If you're the Jets and you got a player, Deshaun Watson, that actually wants to go there, it's not It's not a, a usual situation that people are lining up to be a New York Jet right now. So if I was the Jets, I would. Look at, uh, George, the Jets have the top five pick every year in the draft, and they still suck. So if you're the Jets, you can you can you can do it, and the fan base and everybody will buy in. You know what I mean? But I don't know if Houston even wants Sam Darnold. That's the thing. They might like like all the draft picks and everything, but it doesn't mean they want to take Sam Darnold. So I don't know. It's a, it's uh, it's a confu- It's a crazy situation. I don't know, George. It seems like to me that I've never seen a situation in the NFL where as many teams are willing to throw their quarterback under the bus if they can. It seems like half the league is, like, willing, like, put their hands up every time there's a QB deal. You want our guy? You know what I mean? Like, and get this. There's a report out of Seattle that teams are calling Seattle about Russell Wilson. (laughs) I'm not saying they're trading Russell Wilson. But I think teams are like, you know what? Maybe Wilson's pissed off and he's sick of it. Let's, let's, Let's go there. Right? So it's pretty clear that there's NFL GMs right now, George, that are not satisfied with who they have under center right now on their team. I think also what we're seeing here is that teams are seeing what Stafford went went for. A couple of number ones. And they're like, all yeah, right, Stafford's yeah. good, not great. My guy can get better than that. And I, I hate my quarterback anyway. I'll take the, the other picks here. <laughs> you know, I think that's what we're seeing uh, here as well here. I don't think there's anything wrong with calling Seattle. We heard they were hung up on, right? That they, they didn't go anywhere. And people are making fun of the, the Lions for asking for Aaron Donald. Well, you have to ask. You know, he says no, he says no, and you move on to the next trade thing. When you ask for him, you can't get him if you don't ask. I don't know why people are making yeah, fun yeah. of Detroit for asking for him. So uh, I don't mind that, but I think that's what we're seeing here. That once Stafford went and we knew Stafford would get dealt, but two number ones plus was, yeah, okay, wow. And you didn't see that coming, right? Didn't see that you coming at was? all. Uh, the Rams had to throw that extra draft pick in because they couldn't afford to pay them. They just don't right. have the money. Like, they, they can't afford first-round picks. Like, they don't have any money, the Rams. They're out of money. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? And, and Stafford makes, like, $7 million more than Goff does even. So, like, they're up against it. Like, they're a paper tiger. They've got a bunch of stars, but that's a thin situation with the Rams, George. They're playing a fantasy league stars and scrub strategy. They're going to have six, seven star plays, and everybody else is going to be scrubs. (laughs) And if if one of those stars goes down, they're done. They'll be done. There are several teams. Rams are one of them. The Saints, the Eagles... When the, whatever cap day comes in, you have to get above for the new year. You have to get below the 180 to 181 million. That's what Adam Schefter is reporting here. It's going to be a sad day because you're going to see a lot of cuts for those teams to get under that cap. These teams are all 50, 60, 70 million dollars above the cap right now. So good luck, you know, with the guys you're going to see released here. And I wonder if this is also going to be sort of a COVID year. And what I mean by that is, the Eagles, if they trade Wentz with all the dead money they're taking on, they're going to suck. They're going to be terrible this year. But that's COVID year. Who cares? We'll get rid of it this yeah. year, and we'll move on. You know, 2022, 2023, we'll get better. That seems to be what a lot of teams are doing. Oh, we'll trade our quarterback, fine. We'll worry about it in the, uh, two years from now. Strange. We have never seen this. I and mean, Schefter, once again, we keep talking about him. 
I, I think this is nuts, by the way, but he has the over-under on quarterbacks moving at 18 and a half. That's, that's crazy. That could happen if every quarterback moves. You know, Dak Prescott doesn't get franchised by Dallas. Every quarterback goes. Ben Roethlisberger retires. But that's what, what's what he believes. That's It's nuts, but it's going to be a crazy year. I think it's more like 11 and a half. Hey, here's another. So speaking of quarterbacks, and here's a report, NBC Sports Washington, reporting that Washington have told the Jets that if you deal Sam Darnold, call us. Well, let's talk. Um, so Washington interested in Sam Darnold <laughs> as a Cowboy fan I hope he goes there <laughs> he's not the answer to that problem if they want to lose no. their what do they, they have the 19th pick Heineke. 20th pick I, I'd go with Heineke so I agree Sam Darnold. I really would I agree with I'd you say, you know what I, let's just throw Heineke in here <laughs> like you know what I mean uh, but, but I, you're not going to do it what are the, what are the Jets going to get for Darnold Heineke. what are the Jets going to get for Darnold do they, are they really going to get a number like, one for Darnold? That'd be nuts. Who's paying a number like one for Darnold? Who's wants to get a failed quarterback? Like you said, George, and you're, you're spot on, I think these teams are like, wow, look what these guys are getting. If they're, they're going to see, well, Carson Wentz just got like a couple of picks and a first rounder. I'll, I'll, I'll get yeah. rid of my guy for this. Like you said, it's like a garage sale and every GM's putting their quarterback on the front yard right now. I think the Jets are all lying. Everything, everything the Jets say, they're lying. They want to get rid of Donald. They're taking if they, if they don't get a quarterback yes. in some kind of trade yeah. or you know Deshaun Watson, they're taking a quarterback at two. I think they're just trying to drive up the price for Donald and seeing you know, there's a market for him. And apparently, there is a market for him. We don't know what that market is, but I would be floored. I mean, drop dead floored if they get a number one for Sam Donald. I can't see them getting more than really a four that goes down to a conditional three on uh, based on playing time or wins. I don't know which is the guy, actually. I think Mac Jones from Alabama could be in the best situation. He goes a little bit later on, ends up on a good team, and ends up being the best one out of everyone in the end. Well, Trevor Lawrence gets killed in Jacksonville for the next six years. So, you know, Mac Jones, uh, the kid out of uh, North Dakota State is interesting. Trey Lance, a lot of people like the Brick Saratella from the Draft Bible. NFL Draft Bible will join us later. Mola Kurtz on the other side, bring it. Remember, you can listen to Sports Grid on the radio, TV, satellite, or the internet. To make it any easier, we'd have to move in with you. And nobody wants that. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So... No, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Come. There are 24 hours in every day. 1,440 minutes. 86,400 seconds. And we still have trouble squeezing all this glorious sports talk in. Have you thought about maybe sleeping less? This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. Hey, look! There's a big crowd. Welcome us back, even though we lost. Hey, I'll give you something to cry about, you loser. You can't catch a football? Let's see if you can catch a rock. (laughs) 
Late Night Anger Management Class. Kicking it. I am Renzi, Sirius XM Channel 204. We're throwing it down with George Kurtz right now. Rick Saratella from the NFL Draft Bible. You know, we just can't let go of football. We just can't let go. <laughs> um, we, we, we just can't let go right now. We're just talking about the quarterback situation. So it appears as though Carson Wentz is on the verge of being traded to the Chicago Bears. And Schefter says 18 and a half quarterback changes. We're hearing time and time again. I'm seeing over at um, at um, at Pro Football uh, PFF, uh, they're talking about same thing: 14, 15, 16 different quarterback changes and situations. And there's a little talk, and I don't know, do you buy into this about Matt Ryan? Very similar situation to to Matt Stafford. And if you are the Atlanta Falcons, I would do this. I know he's been the face of your franchise. He's a good guy. He's a class act. You know what I mean? He's never embarrassed your team. Like he's, Matt Ryan's a good guy. Um, So you don't want to do him dirty or anything. But the thing is, he's not as good as he was. You're not winning with him if you're Atlanta. It's time to get a little younger and move forward. Would you trade Matt Ryan? I would if I was Atlanta. I guess I would need to know what for, but yes, I, uh, where you're going with this, I would. Only problem is, once again, if Atlanta does this, I know there's a huge cap hit. Uh, they don't, you don't have to worry about that. I'm going to look, look it up for you right now. Trey, boy, $44 million. <laughs> You know, so, know. Uh, yeah, they, they'd get hit dead cap. But they don't want anywhere next year anyway. So if you get a good haul, if you get a match Stafford haul, yeah. You're not, you're not going to beat the, you're not beating the Bucks next year. Brady's staying there. Team's going to be locked and loaded again. Get a couple of number ones, sure. Why not? So I, I probably would do that, but it could cost you other players. That's where the worrisome comes in there. You know, are you going to lose other players now that you don't want to lose because you can't can't afford to go pay everybody onto the cap here? But I would certainly listen. But uh, I don't think I, I've been wrong on this. By the way, I didn't think Goff would get traded. I didn't think Wentz would get traded. I'm over two so far. I can't believe these teams yeah. are willing to take on these massive dead cap hits. That's why it's, it's a weird year. We've never seen this where teams are taking on these massive dead cap hits. Uh, so maybe Ryan does go. I don't think so though. This would be the most by far. I wouldn't discount it. Like you said, I think there'll be more of these deals. And I think you said it earlier yourself as we're in conversation with George Kurtz that that teams see what they can get for these quarterbacks and they don't mind about the cap stuff. They're just trying to, you know, move move forward. You know, like there's so many question marks, man. San Francisco 49ers. George, the Niners are a good team. They're stacked with talent. They had more like manpower games lost than any other team in history, it seemed like this year, at least right up there. Right? It was a weird year for them. The old Super Bowl loser, loser curse thing kicked in. It was a weird year for them. But they are ultra talented. Um, they got a good coaching staff. Shanahan's good. I expect them to be better again. And I don't have a problem with Jimmy Grapple. I don't think Jimmy Grapple is a bad quarterback. But at the same point in time, it's kind of been proven now. You can't count on this guy to play all the games, George. You just can't. You can't count on this guy to stay healthy. Like, what are they going to do? They're going to do the same thing, and then he gets hurt, and Nick Mullins going to be playing again? San Francisco have to make a move at the quarterback spot. I agree. I think we know that Shanahan wants to move on from Garoppolo. So I think uh, something will happen and there. And he wants Matt Someone Ryan. Someone actually heard of... Uh, I'm, sure, yeah, I'm sure he would love Matt Ryan. Uh, I want to say there's, there's no cap problem here. His, uh, his uh, contract's already pretty much been paid out, so you wouldn't have to worry about that. I heard someone actually uh, propose uh, would Philadelphia do Garoppolo and San Fran's one for Wentz. I, th- I think it's an overpay by San Fran, personally. 
But uh, I heard that mentioned that uh, they those two teams could talk here. Would Indianapolis be interested in Garoppolo? Would New England want Garoppolo back? You know, what's New England going to do? Actually, yeah, New England almost has yeah. to have a, uh, you know, all right, we got Josh Allen. We have to deal with this guy for the next decade. Oh, that's fun. The Jets might draft their quarterback. You know, what if Watson goes to one of those two teams, Jets or, or Texas, and the other one uh, gets Fields, uh, Lance, whoever, and uh, that guy is a franchise guy, and we have nobody. You know, so they got to they got to do something as well here to, to get a quarterback, so, and uh, they have a ton of cap room uh, even in this ca- uh, bad cap year with COVID. So uh, Garoppolo, I think, is going to be dealt. Uh, I think San Fran's probably a little disappointed that his name's not being mentioned as much. Uh, I guess teams are really are. Has, as all the quarters we've talked about so far, Garoppolo seems to be the one that teams are down on the most. Yeah, you're right. I think it's it's a health factor uh, for this guy. Uh, that's, you know, durability. That's just, you know, one of the biggest concerns. One thing with a quarterback, you want to know that he's going to be there for you every week, right? And Jimmy G's just not. He's just not. It's a problem. Um, the consistency and durability uh, factor have been a concern. But, you know, Derek Carr's another guy. It seems like the Raiders are willing to make a move. Denver doesn't like Drew Locke, George, already. Um, every time, and I'll tell you what, every time there's a quarterback stuff, Denver seemed to be involved in this. Like, they're not even hiding it. If you're Drew Locke, you know, I, would, um, I wouldn't be renovating my place in Denver. <laughs> like, I'll put it that way. Like, don't, don't be adding on anything to your house, kid, all right? Because it's pretty clear. They're not even hiding it. They don't like you. <laughs> well, they, they've given them the weapons, right? I know Sutton got hurt, but still, he was there for a little bit. You got Judy. Patrick uh, was played well. You got Noah Fant, good tight end. Melvin Gordon had a better year than we expected there. So they definitely expected more out of Drew Locke. I mean, at what point, uh, Gabe, I mean, listen, you and I are old enough to remember, rookie quarterback sat on the bench for two, three, four yeah, years know, to I learn know. behind the starter. There's no we don't get that now. anymore. There's none. No. I mean, it's not really fair. That's this and that. I don't. I'm not saying it's bad. That's, that's you're getting paid all the money. You better be able to play right away. It's just the way it is in the NFL uh, nowadays. But you, you better yep, be yep. damn sure when you give up on one of these guys. If you're giving up on Locke, you're giving up on Donald, you're giving up on whoever that you're that they're not going to end up being somebody in a couple of years. It's a good point, George. You're raising some good points tonight. That it's not fair to some of these young quarterbacks. They get put on a team. Like, Sam Darnold's been on the Jets. Like, if he's been on a, on a healthy franchise, maybe his career's better, right? So, but the thing is, it's unfair to some of these young guys how quickly they get thrown under the bus, yet these young guys are also getting $64 million and $84 million and stuff. They're getting massive money that they don't deserve. So, they get publicly shamed and thrown under the bus, but they become young, rich men doing it, George. Oh, yeah, I'll take my chances. You want to pay me? I'll see what I can do. <laughs> I'm sure they'll, uh, they'll be okay with it if they do fail here. Uh, they got their money. Like Sam Darnold. It's, it's a tough job. Like, like, like Sam Darnold. Like, has his life been a great success in the NFL? No, it's been three years of hell. Yet, he's a multimillionaire in real life. You know what I'm saying? If he never threw another pass again, he still doesn't have to work a day in his life, George. No. What was he? It's a second overall pick, whatever he was. No, you're, he's, he's perfectly fine. And we know he's going to get paid for at least another couple of years. Right, because he's uh, yes. he's going to play next year, and probably going to play the year after that. If he doesn't play well, then it becomes dicey after that. But he'll be fine. And like I said, teams, if you believe the hype, there's at least one or two teams out there that believe in Donald that they call the Jets. I, like I said, I think this is a lot of this is smoke and mirrors that 
teams just lie to us? They want to build up the value here? Because what have we seen from Donald that would make you want to give up anything of value for him? I just I just don't see it. That you want him to start for you next year? Yeah, I think teams, Backup, sure. Yeah, but look. But I'm not starting. Indianapolis, Indianapolis, Washington, it seems like they're all in. <laughs> like, I don't know. It's crazy season right now. It's crazy season in the NFL with quarterbacks. It just is. Um, all right, George Kurtz kicking it with us. So, George, uh, tonight I went um, – I didn't do great in hockey yet tonight. I lost a couple of first-period overplays, uh, which was which was frustrating. But one game that I did hit, uh, that I did win, uh, was your New York Islanders to the under uh, this evening. And we've been riding this, and we continue to ride it. And the New York Islanders are now 8-3 uh, and three to the under through 11 games, George. Eight unders, only you three overs. To- you have to ride the Islanders under. Because the only way you're getting that over is if a couple of uh, empty net goals come in. The Islanders can't score. They just can't score. I mean, it, it's really sad. I think they only have two, uh, something like they only have three players on a team with multiple goals. I mean, it's just bad. Barzell's the only skilled player on that team. Uh, I, I like the under. I well, played the under tonight as well. Semyon Volovov in Madison Square Garden is a magician there. He doesn't let up any goals here. Uh, so I thought what's going to the under look good there. I didn't bet the game itself, though. Tonight was better. All right, the uh, hit a couple of parlays. Yeah, the, the favorites won tonight, so tonight did well for me. Yesterday, not so much because the favorites lost. But uh, I did uh, the Edmonton over didn't come in. That was annoying here. But uh, Toronto, uh, that over actually that, that over didn't come in either. I didn't hit my overs tonight. I hit the under and I hit my parlays as far as the teams winning. But I didn't get my totals right there. But after, after yesterday, any any kind of positivity today was a good day. Yeah, yeah, me too, George. I went eleven and six, and I'm very happy about it. <laughs> I'm like. I'm like, good. I don't. I couldn't have handled losing today. I would have been like beaten down, and it would have started like a terrible streak or something. I've got to break the funk. So, looking. Speaking of like discrepancies here, guys, it's something that I like, George, so far in the NHL. You know, hockey's a random sport. We were talking about it with Cam earlier tonight on Game Time Decisions. Vancouver were all over Toronto. They couldn't get any luck early in the game. You know, like that's the way hockey works. But. Uh, looking at the totals, we talk about it. the Rangers as well. People don't think of the Rangers as another team. They're also eight and three uh, to the under. Philadelphia and Washington tomorrow, George, at six o'clock Eastern, early start time. Flyers and Capitals. Um, the Washington Capitals eight and two to the over on the season. Flyers six and four to the over on the season. Caps have been a stone cold over team. We stood, these two teams played yesterday. They scored 11 goals. It was 7-4 was the final there. Now, uh, Elliott's going to play for Philadelphia, not Hart, so that could uh, help stay over there. We might, I repeat, might get Samson off back. I, mean, I think we are. They set down Phoenix Copley, the backup goaltender, so Vanacek will be the backup, or Craig Anderson for that matter. But uh, I think Samsonov might play first game back. I never liked that. I never liked that. I always liked that for the uh, to score some goals. He might be a little rusty here. I like the over tomorrow, Philadelphia, Washington. I'll play that as well. And Kuznetsov might come back as well for Washington. It was an under night tonight in the NHL. Only one game went over, man. Arizona and St. Louis. It's the only game that went over in the NHL uh, tonight. So, you know, Mondays, I'm telling you, there's something to it. Mondays are low-scoring nights in hockey. So you've got Edmonton and Ottawa again going back at it. And I'll tell you what, George, have you noticed that there's a team that's actually been playing pretty well over the last uh, two weeks? The Chicago Blackhawks. These guys have been pretty yeah. scrappy, George. <laughs> they, they found a goalie, Lankinen, right? All of a sudden, Lankinen has given him some, some solidarity in net. I mean, Subban was terrible 
early on in the season. He's terrible. Absolutely terrible. So Lankman's come in and played well here. Uh, I've been going, uh, I mean, I like what Patrick Kane props this year, so I'll, I'll keep going there. Their team I don't trust. I think they're going to fall apart sooner rather than later. Uh, I just I, I just think they have to there. So I have a tough time trusting them, not for games, for their yeah. props. I, uh, I like the Brent Cat. I like Kane. But I'm not betting the Blackhawks to win any games. You know the Blackhawks, though? They're 10-3 and three on the puck line, George. 10-3. and three. So, like, when getting a puck. And so, basically, all their, most of their games are close, right? Like, the Blackhawks have been in every game uh, for the most part. Detroit and Florida play. Uh, Detroit's uh, struggling right now. Detroit are actually an under team, though, as well. They have a hard time scoring. So the Red Wings are 7-3 and three to the under on the year. Meanwhile, the Panthers have just lost one game in regulation this year, George. Yeah, that one, that one loss was the last game to Detroit. I believe uh, that was yesterday as well here. They lost there. Uh, I'm going to like Florida in this game. They're not going to lose back-to-back to Detroit. They're just not going to do it. But trusting the under with Florida and Bobrovsky as poorly as he's played – that's tough for me, but Detroit is they're like the Islanders. Not a lot of skill there. Bertuzzi's out. Mantha may be out as well. If they're both out, I'll love Florida and the under. More with George Kurtz on the other side. We'll talk about the Anaheim Ducks. Matias' Anaheim Ducks and the Las Vegas Golden Knights. Interesting dichotomy as far as the totals here. One team goes over all the time. One team goes under all the time. Bring it. You're listening to the Sports Grid Radio Network, doing our part to spread the winning edge nationwide. Get on the grid. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So... No, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. SportsGrid.com Your search is over. you found it. What you've been looking for. The definitive culmination of the state of the art of, of sports, sports talk. talk. This is the winning edge. You're listening to the Sports Grid Radio Network. Three minute warning, level two. Quickest 180 minutes in Sports Talk Radio, Series XM 204. Sports Grid Radio Network, Sports Grid's George Kurtz kicking with us just for a couple of more uh, moments uh, here. We're just talking NHL hockey overnight, uh, overnight lines, uh, overnight matchups uh, here for tomorrow's uh, slate. Talking about the Anaheim Ducks, uh, George, taking on uh, Las Vegas. Anaheim have been a great under team this year, 7-2-1 and one to the under on the season. Meanwhile, the Vegas Golden Knights, 7-2 and two to the over on the year. Kurtz, what do you make of this matchup, West Coast style? You realize Vegas, they've only played nine games that they're in first place, are tied for first in their division. Uh, very good team. One of the best overall teams in the NHL, along with Tampa Bay here. I like Vegas in the game. It's minus 270. I'll have to find a parlay partner uh, for this game here. Uh, you're right. Two teams that go in two different directions here, right? Anaheim wants to play a defensive game. They want to play 2-1-3-2. Two, two. Vegas can open it up a little bit here. Uh, I mean, I would lean towards the over here because I think Vegas can score three, four goals all by themselves. Can Anaheim just get me a goal or two here? I don't love it, though. But I'll have Vegas in a parlay. Uh, the NHL season, 
um, has, you know, they've had some issues. We've got some, um, so, some postponements, but I've enjoyed the division rivalries. It gets, you know what, like um, the schedule, it should be a little bit more spread out, uh, but I enjoy watching these teams play each other and just beat the crap out of each other, George. And I find from a gambling perspective, it sets up a lot of zigzag uh, situations, doesn't it? Overs, unders, team loses the first game, comes back. There's a lot of good, you know, uh, handicapping spots with the NHL this year with this schedule like this. I feel like it took me a couple of uh, couple of weeks to get the hang of it. Now I'm doing much better now. I wonder, Gabe, later in the season, when all these COVID games have to be made up and all these games get really compressed, how that's going to change our strategy here with no practice time, teams maybe beat up more than the other here. Yep, it's yep. going to be a very strange end of the season for us. I want to get to some baseball with you, but time just flew by, George, but you're exactly right. And I said this, it's not like the St. Louis Cardinals, where and that was tough on them. But, you know, you play a bunch of seven-inning doubleheaders. It is what it is. You can't play doubleheaders in hockey. Like, it's gonna, like these teams are going to get run into the ground. They put them in a tough spot. George Kurtz, Sports Grid. Level three coming up. Bring it. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. 